0: Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And um, Courtney, did it snow in New York City this week? It did.
1: It did not stick. And I was mad. Because I'm cold and don't have snow on the ground.
0: You should have come here because we had two feet of snow.
1: So I heard my friend Zach drove up to Buffalo this past weekend. um, That was a
0: stupid choice.
1: No, he loves to be in the snow and such. He always drives upstate somewhere when it's January. What is that beeping? um, Oh, I'm so sorry. I think it's my, I think I forgot to turn my Facebook
0: on. I was going to say, it sounds like Facebook Messenger. I'm
1: so sorry. I was FaceTiming Rachel earlier for like 30 seconds to show her my new pool. Hair thing.
0: <laughs> I, I
1: forgot
0: to tell Facebook. Um. Well, so I had some friends over Sunday night. We were drinking and playing games and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, my best friend Teresa was trying to leave my house at three o'clock in the morning, and I was intoxicated, mm-hmm. and we could not figure out how to dig her car out of the only a few inches of snow at that point, because she was wearing sneakers and it was three 30 in the morning and I was stupid, you know,
1: that's okay. It's
0: um, too late to leave at that point anyways. Right. So she spent the night, but Mm
1: -hmm. then
0: on Monday, when the other 18 inches of snow had come down and we had to dig her car out of my A street that is a one block side street that the city doesn't deem plow worthy. So then Tuesday morning, when I had to get up at four o'clock so that I could start digging my car out at 430 to be at work on time, I had a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely don't feel like this week happened. It was all kind of a fever dream. I remember at one point on Wednesday or Thursday saying to Teresa that I don't remember feeling alive since about an hour before Nate had arrived at my house. On Sunday, that was the last time I felt like a person.
1: That's fair. <laughs> like
0: that's that's where I was this week.
1: Yeah. Um, it has been a week. I have a uh, bad news, but I'm going to follow it with good news okay um so you know everyone keeps dying well yes like in the world um meatloaf died today
0: so did louis anderson i don't know what that is he's a comedian Uh, it's just a real bummer all
1: these people keep dying i know but on a positive note the new girls at the office are phenomenal people. I love them. Yay. Um, um, anyways, the girls are super into The Bachelor. So that means now I need to get back into it after this season so I can talk to them about it. Or you could just get
0: back into it this season because you've only missed two episodes.
1: It's too late. It's only two, you it's literally only been two episodes. It's not too late. I'm so tired. I'm so tired.
0: i did finally remove the bachelor from the background of my phone screen but only because one of my eighth graders got accepted into the high school she really wanted to and her mom sent me a picture of her with her sweater for her high school so that's my current background but um, i don't know if she will find that weird and if she sees my phone and sees that she's the background on my phone she might think it's creepy and i might have to switch back to the bachelor
1: i mean probably true (laughs) <laughs> um the girls are also into disney which means we talked about disney movies all day yesterday and today
0: <laughs> it was excellent speaking of disney movies i did finally watch incontent oh yeah do you like it absolutely i genuinely think it is worth the hype mm, i still haven't watched it i'll get there yeah I don't really
1: watch TV much this week. I've, uh, I I, keep not working, so I keep spending money. And so I bought Pokemon Shield for my um, Switch, and I've been playing it with my aunt all week instead of watching TV. So
0: Fair, fair. We'll watch TV um, again at some point. Um, <clears throat> I really haven't watched much tv either because i've either been watching movies like with my friends or sleeping mm-hmm. um i've not done a whole lot of that but i'm trying to think what have i watched uh the bills game obviously they killed it they did um mm-hmm. in fact they like actually killed it it was the first perfect game well okay it wasn't perfect because there was two missed extra points. But as the first game in the Super Bowl era of the NFL with no punts, no fourth downs, and no sacks. Second. No sacks. There were less interceptions than touchdown or less missed connect like throws than touchdown. They made and a touchdown. To the man. Mm-hmm. 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 It was beautiful. It was also so very cold. Yes, I, I can imagine. I did not go to the game. I had the option of going to the game, but I looked at the weather forecast and my current medical condi- conditions and I said, I'm going to be intelligent. Not going to be. Good plan. Good plan. It was cold on Saturday.
1: Oh, yeah. I worked. It was cold. It's cold today, too. It's yes gross I woke up and I was like I'm not getting out of the bed I was like I have to go to work but I'm not taking this blanket off of me it uh is it was like 15 degrees or something I said it felt like two I was like
0: I was gonna say right now the real feel here is four but but it's supposed to get lower as the night goes on Oh, so oh stating,
1: like eating this like LOL,
0: just kidding. I updated it. It's four degrees, but it feels like negative six. The mm-hmm. four is not the real feel. That's the temperature.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the temperature is here. I was gonna look at it. Um it's oh it's 21 degrees now.
0: Oh, that's so nice. I missed and all the like nine degrees. So yeah. It's pretty chilly. Not a fan. Not a fan.
1: I love the cold, but I feel like I deserve snow that stays on the ground.
0: Which I guess is fair. I thought I loved the cold, and then I lived somewhere that didn't have cold, and I came back, and I was like, no, nope, I don't like this. Now, well, I don't God. like the heat. It I miss being warm. No, I don't like that. So um yeah well we watched dead Me. we did all right that's a podcast just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um we watched episode five of season two it is called hurry and it was rated 8.2 stars It came out on August 22nd, 2004. The number one song of the day was uh, our week. I think they do it by weeks. I don't know. Was um, Lean Back by the Terror Squad. Every time we get to the new number one song in the year 2004, all I can think of is Dear God, I Remember 2004.
1: Yep. That was a the year
0: i it was, was an
1: interesting year
0: i was 12 mhm i was 11 that summer oh that summer anyway
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was just, it was traumatic
1: oh i think that was my 6th grade year
0: yeah mine was after 6th grade yeah um the number one movie of the week was Exorcist the Beginning. Oh. Which does sort of tangentially have a relationship to this podcast. Because
1: it
0: well, yes, it's horror, but also the <laughs> lead actor in the film was Stellan Star- Skarsgard. Oh. Who is uh our our boy Bill's father which the thing about the scars guard men is that I saw something on TikTok once about someone saying that they didn't know that they were all related. And I was like, I was like, here's the, here's the thing though. They all look the same. They look exactly the same and they have a weird Nordic last name with funny symbols in it. So they all look exactly the same. Yeah. And, and when it's not like they all have the last name Smith, like, right. Well, I, I don't understand people. Um, but yeah, so that was, um, there also on this day in history, cause you know, somehow weird things happen in the world. Yeah, This one was a weird one. On August 22nd, 2004, The Scream by Edvard Munch and one of Munch's other paintings were stolen from a museum in Oslo, Norway. The thief was caught in twenty or 2005, mm-hmm. like a year later, but the paintings weren't recovered for another year after that. So this painting was missing for like two whole years of my life and I literally never knew.
1: I didn't know when it happened, but I feel like I heard that it
0: happened. That wasn't the first time that that painting was stolen.
1: And it's possible I'm talking (laughs) about something different.
0: Right. No, I was because I was like, I saw that and I put it in my notes and then I was researching it and that painting has been stolen like a bunch of times. Apparently people just are very drawn to the existential dread that is that painting, which is fair because I have that painting on socks.
1: Yeah, nice. I would uh, have a picture of it with that painting where it's a uh, figment.
0: Oh, we, I my taught in Disney. I taught a class in Thailand, one of the summer camp classes that we taught. We did like different cultures, and one week we did Norway. And so, one of our craft activities was we had the kids all paint their own version of it Ooh. and I painted a version of it myself um, and mine is actually honestly almost worse because it literally looks like a girl drowning while the world is on fire behind her and I relate to it so deeply and I don't have the painting anymore because I know uh-huh. I knew when I was moving back from Thailand that it would get destroyed because it was just a painting on a piece of construction paper really but i have a really nice high quality photograph of the painting so
1: oh you should post it on our instagram
0: i should there was something i was supposed to post this week that i said i would post in the episode no idea what it was i just remember i do not remember what it was yeah so yeah that was uh the time of this episode the uh blurb for this episode Again, not really a blurb. Amazon's not, or er, no, Amazon.
1: IMDB.
0: IMDB is not doing great with blurbs. They're just giving me whole,
1: oh. Jesus, I'm so sorry.
0: Whole oh. S synopsis. Oh. I'm speaking, Sadie.
1: <laughs>
0: Sadie. Uh, George must deal with an efficiency expert at happy time. Rube hangs out at the post office all day. Daisy does some speed dating. Roxy works at the airport and Mason chases after a bike messenger that owes him money. Meanwhile, Joy and Clancy work on finishing their divorce while making Reggie join the band. That is not a synopsis. That is an entire review of every character's storyline for the whole episode.
1: It's like generic facts about each
0: thing. It was directed by Robert Duncan McNeil, who is a returning director from season one. And it was written by Stephen Godshaw and Bridget Carpenter. Um, there was one guest star. Uh, written, It's not the character that I thought it would be based on who was more prominent in the episode, but based on who's more prominent of an actor is how they got the guest star slot. But that would be Richard Lawson, who played William Garrett, the security guard. Mm-hmm. And he has like 119 action credits. He's best known for for Colored Girls, how Stella got her groove back and Poltergeist. But what I know him from is that he played Bill Pierce, um, Maggie's father on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. I saw him on there too then. I've mm-hmm. seen her father. Yep. So um, we start the episode... With a monologue about not living in the moment, which means that all of the lessons that we will learn in this episode will be about living in the moment. Yes. Um, And then we go to the Wawa House, which is super busy for I don't know what reason. It was causing me anxiety. And they never told us why. No. We never learned. No.
1: They have so many untold storylines. That they're just like, here's something for you. We're never going to tell you why we put it in the show.
0: Just to cause drama. That's the way. Um, so Rube is passing out assignments and um, Mason's Reap is someone he used to haul drugs for that owes him money, which is the most Mason thing yes. I could ever imagine. Like if you have to reap someone you know, it might as well be someone who owes you money true um daisy says that she reaped one of the andrew sisters because um her and oh she and roxy are like bffs in this episode and are like singing a jingle together and uh rubes like i did not ask for the andrew sisters and she says that oh i reaped one of those but trivia that's not possible because it was stated at some point in season one that people cannot change departments as reapers, oh. which means that uh, Daisy would have always worked in external causes for death. And the two Andrew sisters who had passed away by the time of this episode one died of a heart attack and the other died of cancer, which means. Daisy could not have reached them
1: maybe the one who died of a heart attack was poisoned
0: to make it look like a heart attack maybe but that's very far fetched and that's them creating drama that doesn't exist in real life for no reason
1: maybe it does exist in real life and we just never knew.
0: No, but the speculation never even existed in real life. I am now speculating. It is now existing. <laughs> she was like, had a heart attack in her, like, 70s or 80s. Like, she didn't have a young heart attack. People can be poisoned in their 70s and 80s. Who would want to kill one of the Andrews sisters? Well, I don't know. I don't know. People are crazy. Anyway. um, Rube. Oh, Rube tells mason that he needs to be faster because he's always late for everything our first indication of this episode being about hurrying um and uh he doesn't say he says that it's not that you need to be early you just need to not be late right which i mean if you're late their soul gets jacked up so that's fair that's um, your one yeah. Job right your one job that matters <laughs> right well and like but also no literally one job because mm-hmm. george and roxy both have established like careers that give them money that is not what they do right rube has a magical mystery amounts of money that i don't fully understand
1: correct i also do not fully understand
0: daisy you. is a very clearly a freeloading gold digger who just takes things from everyone who will give them to her mason he literally has no other jobs yes so um i get a very we get a very funny line where um daisy says that she assumes that anyone running is a loser yeah <laughs> same and George was like, unless they're like running a marathon. She goes, nope, still a loser. And then I don't know what happens next because I tried to take more detailed notes, but I watched this episode yesterday and my next note just says, George is me. <laughs> I, um, I, that's I not a sentence
1: that I wrote. Oh, that is a sentence that I wrote. Um, she so first of all i just put mason just keeps getting punched in the face with emotions because now like after everything he's done he has to like reap someone he knows and uh doesn't seem thrilled about it and then <laughs> i put the ellen mode is just kind of a bad actress because we're get to happy time i'm very glad she went to coffee i hope it's delicious um and she's spinning in her chair. And I also put that this is what I do every morning. Oh, yeah. Eats, no, that's
0: what it was. Coffee, yeah.
1: Spins in her chair and stares
0: at her computer. And yeah.
1: she
0: It was else. finding ways to avoid doing work at work. Yes. That's so what I, I related it. to. And I
1: was that's like, yes, I am always there late. I drink my coffee. I stare at my screen and I spin in circles. I do the same thing every morning.
0: Yes, that is, in fact, exactly what I was relating to. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then we go to the last house I forgot their name for a second where Joy is running around like a crazy person because she has to go to a meeting with her lawyer Mm -hmm. and she she Joy rubbed me really wrong this episode not a fan of her this episode Yeah. yeah um she I
1: think she was lashing out. I
0: think she oh, was. Oh, I, f- I fully think she was lashing out. But again, I have problems with adults lashing out at children. Just, mm, yes. I just, yes. I don't care for that. Yes. Um, so then while Joy's running around like a crazy person, we go to Rube getting in line at the post office. Now, the thing that bothered me about this is never in my entire life have I seen a line like that at a post office.
1: Well, you haven't been to the post office in Manhattan (laughs) because I went to mail off my board stuff and um, I got there and I was there for two hours standing
0: in line. I just walk into the post office and put things in a box and walk out. Like I've never, and I granted, I know I don't live in a very big city. Even Even when I was in Bangkok and I had to go to the post office, maybe 15 minutes like i've and bangkok has terrible ability for lines to move quickly and so when he walked into the post office i was like is this a post office or the dmv like what's the shit um, no it's post office it's a manhattan post office
1: but they're not in manhattan i know but it's the same it's the same
0: amount of people i doubt there's the same amount of people in a post office in seattle as there is in manhattan i don't know <laughs>
1: I, had a, I was very angry when I had to go to the post office.
0: Um, um, so, Rue, no, Dolores, we go back to a happy time, and Dolores steals George to complain about a consultant that is there. And she tells George that she has a mole that she is going to that tells her that she's going to get a promotion if this efficiency guy is happy with their office and um it is just this guy i do not like him
1: i thought it was so funny because she was trying to pretend like she's so efficient she's like He's like Mrs. Herbig. She goes, "Oh, no one calls me that. They call me DH." I was like, "No one calls you that." I was like, "Everyone calls you Herbig. Like, like you sound like a no.
0: lunatic." And no one even calls her Herbig. They call her Dolores Herbig, as in her big right. brown eyes. Exactly. Talk about talk about not efficient, right? Um, hmm. and then we go back to Joy. She's at her lawyer's office, and she's kind of being a bitch.
1: This is is. is the
0: scene that I was really like, no, Joy, I have been rooting for you, but the fuck? I know.
1: She just, she knows she's going to see Clancy again, and she just.
0: But she's like, she's mad at the lawyer for being late, and she's like, is that going to be part of how much I'm paying you? And I was like, okay, okay. Calm down. I agree. Then we go to Mason. He is off to see Herman. Herm is a Herman. former friend, and um, he's acting like quite literally the dumbest I've ever seen him act. I don't. I don't know what he was doing. He um he puts on a weird accent that's not his accent, and he's like, "I'm looking for like a skinny man with." tattoos and the guy was like we're all skinny men with tattoos <laughs> right like, accurate we go back to the post office wait wait, wait! Yeah. Right.
1: before Hold we on. go back to the post office okay poor mason he sees herman go by and he goes to get it he steals a bike to go follow him and he immediately falls over and i was just like i want to say i haven't ridden a bike in like 15 years, give or take, a couple. And uh, I might do the exact same <laughs> I don't know if I would still be good at riding a bike. I don't like bikes because they hurt my body. But I don't know if I'd be any good at it. It's been a long time. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a mess. Um, so now we go back to the post office where some lady decides that instead of just waiting patiently in this line, she's going to be the worst kind of human ever and just turn around and start talking to rube incessantly Mm -hmm. he clearly does not want to talk to you he pretends he can't speak english to not talk to you stop talking to him and
1: she describes him as old and angry and i'm like if someone is if you're describing someone that way why are you trying to talk to them that's not a person you want to talk to
0: he gets so pissed off that she won't leave him alone that he gets out of line and goes to the back of the line just to not be next to her. I mean,
1: look, like, I get it. I might have to do the same
0: thing. Um interspersed with a lot of these scenes that I have completely ignored so far. Are some scenes of a man driving his car to try to go to the airport to go on vacation, and just being a douche.
1: He is being the worst type of person.
0: It feels very unrelated to anything, and even but once, even once it is related, it's only, it still seems like a buildup that didn't need to be like there. A life
1: lesson that's unnecessary than a yeah. real plot point.
0: Um, so I don't have a lot of notes about him.
1: That's okay. I don't either.
0: But, um, then we go to Daisy. She's at her reap and it turns out that it's at a speed dating event. Oh no. no. <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, then that at the first Daisy scene, we just get introduced to the fact that she's at a speed dating event. We don't really see her doing anything yet.
1: <sighs>
0: then we go back to happy time and I don't know what efficiency man does at this particular moment because my only note says efficiency guy sucks and I hate him (laughs) but I think most of my notes about him just say he sucks and I hate him so
1: when uh he goes to talk to um George and she, he says, I have some I have some uh, advice or whatever. Um, I'm sorry, my brain is dead, so I keep forgetting words. And she just says, L-T-H-I. He just <laughs> her-
0: is that when that was? Because yeah. I thought I had a note about her language at that time, but apparently I don't. So no, you're right. That was that <laughs> moment. But yeah, I um, she's saying some really rude things. And um, he was like, is that language appropriate? And George says, sometimes an appropriate language is the most efficient way to get your point across. And I was like, you know what? That's absolutely correct.
1: That is absolutely correct.
0: There are times when I say words that are probably not appropriate. For that setting because how else how else do you describe it yes like when i was trying to explain why in romeo and juliet romeo is depressed over rosalind he was not in love with her right she was not some big romantic thing he was a sad boy who was not getting laid mm-hmm. and unless you say that You're spending way too much time trying to go into this poor teenage boy who can't get its psyche. Mm
1: -hmm. That's just very unnecessary.
0: Yeah. So then we go to Daisy at her speed dating event and she meets her first man. And his name starts with a J, which is the first initial on her post-it note. So she's trying to determine his last name, despite the fact that they were specifically told we're not telling last names at a speed dating event. But the first guy, uh, Daisy, breaks his finger. And you know what? She absolutely deserved to break his finger because not only was he super pervy, he was also so cliche that it was painful.
1: Yes, he kept calling himself the kid. I was like, what? Oh, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And then the any grown
0: her, Any grown man who refers to themselves as the kid has a mommy complex that I do not want to be a part of.
1: And should absolutely be punched in the face. Uh, that can only be dealt with violence. Absolutely. And I think Daisy handled it correctly. And the woman who runs it told her, she said- you can't, you should not physically assault the gentleman. I said, I would also physically assault the gentleman. But no,
0: no, no. The worst part about it was she said, you can't physically assault the gentleman because I need the repeat customers. So you're aware that this man is pervy and does not date these women. He just bones them in ghosts and you don't care because it makes you money. So you are the worst kind of woman there is.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Facilitating pervs is almost worse than being a perv. Yes. Not great. Yeah. Not great. Um, then we go back to the car man on his way to the airport. And um, I, this is when I figured out he's definitely going to die. I thought when I first saw him that he was going to die. But then when they flashed back to him this many times, I was like, no, he's definitely going to die. And that's all I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. Although he did say something really funny in that scene, he was on the phone with his assistant or whoever trying to plan his vacation. And she was telling him about the spa packages. And one of them was a mud bath. And he said, no, I don't want a mud bath. I want a hot stone massage because I'm not going to an island to have someone put mud up my butt. And I was like, (laughs) honestly, in that one case, I'm with you.
1: Yeah, that is absolutely fair statement and uh everything else sucks but that one that one was correct yeah
0: and then we go back to mason riding the bike um my note says mason's legs riding that bike look like the guy from the lorax <laughs>
1: you're not wrong that is exactly what he looked like and he was so proud of himself
0: (laughs) for going it was so awkward I couldn't even handle it because part of it was that it was the character and part of it was that like I don't think Calum Blue's body should be on a bicycle (laughs) I wonder if he
1: knows how to ride a bicycle in real life it's
0: it's questionable I feel like you have to know how to ride a bicycle to deliberately ride a bicycle that badly, though.
1: That's Sure, that's probably true.
0: I, <sighs> it was rough. Then we arrive at the airport where Roxy is getting ready for her reap. And um, Roxy has fallen in love with the baggage man because of his cool, calm demeanor. She's not really in love with him, but she's definitely impressed because he comes out and he's just like, listen, everybody, this is how baggage land is going to work. And she was like, okay, I see you, especially because there's some dumb French chick just like screaming at him. Whew. I
1: wanted to punch her in the throat.
0: So, uh, Roxy cop, uses cop privileges and says that she needs the passenger manifest. Which last time I checked, the security guard at the baggage claim didn't have a passenger manifest. But like, yeah. I I guess I don't know anything about airplanes. Um, no, I, mean, I I do I do. I've been on a lot of airplanes. I've literally God. never never seen that.
1: I mean, I was on an airplane like three weeks ago. And um, I didn't even see anybody a baggage claim, much less someone with a passenger list.
0: Right. So, um, so she starts like calling random people. And then um, calls the name that's on her post-it note and the French girl raises her hand. And I was like, what a bitch. Okay. Someone had to go. Yeah. God, thank God it was her at least it's the one that was the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Then we go back to Daisy continuing her search through these men. And, um, this guy sits down and Daisy's like, he starts like, oh, like, yes, the prettiest girl here. And she's immediately like, um, no, I hate your mustache. And I was like, I also hate your mustache. I died laughing because yes,
1: I also hate his mustache, but today I learned that Bruno Mars has a terrible mustache right now and I adore him and he's one of my favorite humans on the planet and
0: I saw it and I was so devastated. My My favorite eighth grader was out with COVID for like most of the month, so I didn't see him for probably an entire month. And when he came back to school, I almost cried. And he today decided to have a philosophical conversation with me about whether Bruno Mars or The Weeknd was the Michael Jackson of his generation. Neither? I, I don't really necessarily think either one is, but his reasonings and his like his conversation was actually really well thought out.
1: Interesting. I love a good philosophical...
0: And, the I like, and I was like well because he was like who do you think is the Michael Jackson of our generation and I was like I don't really know because it's really hard to put a stamp on it because Michael Jackson did something very different and now music has expanded so much that like different isn't really different it, it's hard it's hard to be it's, become the norm. Ma- it's hard to become like barrier breaking in mainstream when there are no barriers anymore right plus and then he told me those two names and I go vocally maybe but neither of them can dance oh god bless them. yeah <laughs> that's true and also if they have mustaches that's absolutely a no it's so devastating it's, it's so like bad. it's like when Justin Bieber decided he was going to grow a weird porno stash too I'm oh, like so ugh. it's, it's got to be just a phase here's the thing the only people I will accept mustaches on are grandpas. That's it. Fair. Because my papa and my grandpa both had mustaches like my whole life. And so like I associate them, like their faces wouldn't make sense without mustaches. So like, that's fine. But like, no, no.
1: Well, like my dad's always going back and forth on a mustache, but it's like, he looks,
0: norm- he looks the same either way. But like if you have a full beard and mustache thing going on, I'm totally got down with it. But like mustaches by themselves, no, he just had a mustache,
1: but he just looks the same. It wasn't like
0: right. But that's what I'm saying. Like dads and grandpas, like that's cool. But like guys who are trying to be attractive,
1: like hipsters. Oh, I hate hipsters.
0: You like when Dean Unglert had a mustache. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, the worst. Oh. Uh, Then we go back to the lawyer's office and Clancy arrives and I could not tell if Clancy was actually very late or just like minusculely late and Joy was being a psycho.
1: I also couldn't tell. I'm going to, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt because I don't like Clancy and say it was his fault.
0: No, no, I'm not, I'm not disregarding that he was late. He was definitely late, but was he like 10 minutes late and like apologetically late like 10 minutes late or was he like two hours late because mm-hmm. I think he was probably more like 10 minutes late but Joy was acting like it was two hours late
1: yeah I was thinking like 20 or 30 minutes but that's still better than two hours
0: right and Which he did was- have
1: a decent reason because he was picking up the band uniform
0: right and then oh and the, but then my next note was that it's it's really sad actually watching that scene and I kind of started to mm-hmm. stop feeling bad for both of them because it's, like, it's so hard to turn things off. Like, you can't just stop having all the things in common that you had in common in the first place. You can't stop. They both love Reggie. Like, even right. though even though Clancy's not really good at showing love and he's kind of not my ideal version of a dad, he does mm-hmm. love his daughter.
1: Right, right.
0: And so, like, they are just, like, nerding out together and having a moment and mm-hmm. and it's sad because like at the end of the day those moments don't aren't enough
1: i you know it's so sad Yeah, i'm glad it was a very short scene because yeah I could you imagine making us dwell on that i just like to pretend like it didn't happen and move forward that's how i watched the episode <laughs>
0: Then we go back to the speed dating where we meet a man who pretends to be James Bond.
1: Oh, no, you missed one. Oh, did I? You missed Jack because he was. Oh, no, uh, no,
0: oh no, no. James Bond is the one that we like. Just kidding. Yes. No, Jack, this man was a fucking tool.
1: (laughs) He was. But Daisy just like. Didn't take it from anybody,
0: no, she wasn't having it. Um, but then, uh, because my note just says Daisy, I also hoped that he was the one you got to read like, he was such a tool that she was like, Please, please be the one I get to kill today because, like, I can't.
1: Well, he was like, You hate all men, or she said, All women hate all He's, men, yeah. He was what?
0: going off about women hating men, and he was like, All women hate men, and she was like, No. Why like why would someone come here if they hated men? He's like, everyone I've ever met hate men. And she goes, No, they just hate you.
1: <laughs> yes. And I was like, this, this is one of the reasons I would not speed date because I would say things like that. And it it's not very nice, but they deserve it. And I would say it. And then I would never date Yeah. Because I'd be, I'd hate them all.
0: Absolutely. Then we go back to happy time where, uh, George is assembling her team of efficiency pe- people and we meet Ted who is obnoxious and refuses what? to talk about himself and anything but the third person. And, um, I actually hate them all
1: mm-hmm.
0: like watching scenes at happy time where, jo- uh, George is interacting with anyone other than Dolores and crystal. I genuinely don't understand how she hasn't tried to kill herself again.
1: It doesn't make any sense. And they don't fit into the show. Like, even if it technically fits into the storyline of efficiency, it's so out of character. Like, it's so out of place and unnecessary.
0: Well, and it's not just that, like, we're supposed to believe that despite the fact that she clearly doesn't like doing the work. At the thought of not working at happy time, she was sad. Like at the end uh-huh. of season one, we get this whole thing about how the fact that she actually realized she loves happy time and happy time people are her family and whatever, but never once have they introduced us to a happy time employee who doesn't completely suck.
1: Yeah. But also like, she acts like she's known them all for ages. It's like, we have never seen these people. You didn't get to act like these people. Like, right. And she also, she also, also, show.
0: also, she works at a temp agency. So like, which granted she works for the agency, not as a temp, mm-hmm. but like we, the other than, other than you and Dolores and Crystal, there's different employees every week. Right. No one is the same. Remember that girl who was supposed to be her best friend who was doing Molly at the party? Never seen her again. Yep. We
1: had Ethan for a hot second. He wasn't even on the same floor and we knew more about him than anybody else on the floor other than
0: Crystal. Yep. Yeah. Ethan did get fired or did quit though. Like that's why we haven't seen him. We at least got.
1: Yeah. But we knew him. That's what I'm saying. Like he wasn't right. even on that floor and we know him better than anybody else that was on the floor.
0: Well, yes. But they, at least with Ethan, they were like, we don't know him because he doesn't work in this department. And then right. also he quit his job. So it's yeah. okay that you'll never see him again. Like at least that one, it was like, here are the bookends of why we have no idea who this person is.
1: Right. And that makes sense. And it doesn't make sense why we don't know these other
0: people. Exactly. It's like they
1: keep trying to, like, film pieces of the episode that feels like The Office.
0: Right. Like, they're, they're trying to sitcomify it a little bit. Yeah. And I don't.
1: It doesn't work. No. It doesn't work for this show.
0: Then we go back to the post office. And I don't know what's happening. This woman must still just be talking. Because I wrote that the woman would ruin my life and I would just leave.
1: No, this is the one where he walks up and. uh, No, it's not that
0: one because I have a note that says that later. Oh, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I no, because I have notes. I have notes about that one. So I think this is just still the fucking lady talking about Hawaii. Probably. I literally would just leave. I would just leave and go to a different post office. Granted it turns out that he can't yes because he's picking something up not dropping something off mm-hmm. but I,
1: I know i'd come back another day maybe if it wasn't especially I, it doesn't seem like he knew what it was when he got there
0: i today had to talk about why i think i'm awesome mm-hmm. My principal wanted us to like, actually be, she was like, you guys are all awesome people and you never believe it. So like, what are the reasons you're awesome? And on my list of things that I think are awesome about myself, I wrote that I was patient. I don't think that's true. I think that one might've been a lie. I don't think anything else on that paper was a lie, but the more I think about it, I don't think I'm patient. I'm not, (laughs) I can tell you, I am not patient. I mean, I must be, I work with children and I haven't murdered any of them yet. So like, I'm true.
1: I think you're pretty patient. I mean, I go to sleep all the time when I'm supposed to be talking to you and you just wait me out and you're still nice to me when I talk to you. <laughs> you don't it's seem true. mad. I,
0: I only occasionally get mad when people waste my time.
1: Yeah. Mm, but You never this, got mad at me for wasting your time.
0: <laughs> no, no. So. It usually takes like a while before I snap. Like Monica, I snapped on her a few times. But it was part of it was also because of the time difference. When I was in Thailand, I had so little time mm-hmm. that I could do things that she was also awake. So like when she would oversleep, I'd be like, you're oversleeping, which is fine. But it's 11 p.m. for me. You... So I would get angry at her. But mm, honestly, not nearly as many times as I should have. <laughs> Poor Monica. I love her. I miss her, but also she's crazy. <laughs> we, love you. Um, we love you, Monica. I hope school is going all okay. Yes, you seem like you're killing it.
1: We're proud of you.
0: Then we just have a scene of Mason peeing behind a dumpster. No, no, there's literally no words nothing happens. He's just peeing and then gets back on the bike. I have absolutely no idea what the point of it was. I
1: told you there's so many pointless scenes in these episodes lately. And
0: and yeah, and it's like I get that we want to you don't want people to forget that Mason has a storyline happening also, but also like but why? This-
1: the, and this jumping around that we do so much on the episodes, is getting old. Like, well, I get that that's the format, but now it's, now it's got to the point where I they feel like they do it just to do it.
0: I don't mind it as much because I understand how hard it is to have an ensemble main cast. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you're never going to have enough time with everyone. That's just how those kinds of things work. And, like...
1: Well, that's fine, but, like, in the beginning at least, like, the scenes were important that we saw. And now we're getting stuff like this. No. Where it's like, yeah. The,
0: the point you know, like the jumping right. back and forth and doing bits and pieces of everyone's story. I don't mind as much when the scenes have meat to them. Right. And, and even if they're just funny, like, I don't yeah. even care if they're just funny, but like literally this scene didn't even have words. Yeah. It was just Mason peeing. And we, he didn't even take his pants off. So it wasn't like a gratuitous butt shot.
1: It was just, it was just an unnecessary scene. Yeah. Like, cause
0: like, cause like, as much as I mean, I would appreciate it because I love him, but like, as much as if you're like, oh, well, he's the attractive character and we haven't seen him in a while. So here's him doing something stupid, slightly naked. So people want to watch it. Like, at least I understand the logic in that, even though I don't think it helps plot wise. Right. I can at least be like, okay, well, they just wanted to show attractive people. Mm-hmm. We need, we need some, some things to sell but this was this was not that then we go back to the moment i was the angriest of the entire episode because we go back to happy time and the efficiency man is writing people up for being inefficient and poor crystal gets so nervous That she drops a pile of folders on the floor, and he starts to take notes about her. And I said, "Don't you dare write my girl Crystal up! Don't do it." She is the best in the office.
1: I'm obsessed.
0: I'm obsessed with Crystal.
1: Yeah, you know she's killing it. She's the quiet one that makes sure everything happens.
0: How do you have that much personality without having a personality? Because you're Crystal, right? Exactly in in efficiency man's tirade he's also timing people while they go to the bathroom now this also made me angry yes because i don't care how efficient it is there is a 0% chance that any one of those people wash their hands with how little time they were in the bathroom right would, like no you were taught to wash your hands as a child you you should know by now that should be part of your routine like You have to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. at least. So if you're washing your hands for 20 seconds and your entire bathroom time was 50 seconds, you went in the stall, locked the stall, took your pants down, peed, put your pants back up, unlocked the stall, walked to the sink, got paper towels, walked out all in 30 seconds. Not a chance. Not a chance. Zero. Zero percent chance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So either... You didn't take your clothes off to pee or you didn't wash your hands. (laughs) Right. Or honestly, both. And sometimes because sometimes it takes me 30 seconds just to pee.
1: Sometimes it takes me 30 seconds to just like get my life together when I walk. Well,
0: no, it (laughs) always takes me that long, but I'm saying like, sometimes the stream itself is 30 seconds. So everything else around it can't only be 20.
1: Right. And what if you're like. Fill it under the weather that day, it's going to take you longer to use the bathroom. Like, you don't get to decide what your bathroom breaks are.
0: That's just a thing your body does. Unless you're a teacher and you don't have bathroom breaks, and then you do get to decide when your bathroom breaks are and you learn how to hold your pee for five hours.
1: Well, yes, but then you figure out things like holding your pee for five hours. But, and that's you know,
0: why, that's why the stream is over 30 seconds.
1: Right. But like in an office setting, right. You can have 10 or 15 minutes if you need to, like, I mean, you don't necessarily need 10 or 15 minutes. I mean, you don't, per listen, per you don't need,
0: you don't need multiple 15 minute bathroom breaks in a day. No, no. But if you are taking three, five minutes to go to the bathroom. That, that I
1: happens. take like, I follow my watch. It tells me when to stand up. And that's when I go to the bathroom, when it tells me to stand up. Because <laughs> I go in the morning and then I stand up and I, when I go get lunch and that's how I keep up with my timing. Very, very
0: nice. Um, Then we go back to the post office and this is where the woman cuts in line because Rube says the things that I wish I could say I literally cannot get over how much I loved this scene mm-hmm. he said um, ma'am is everyone in this line behind you an asshole and she was like no and he goes oh so then it's just you <laughs> Oh, these, are the, these are the moments where I don't think there was dialogue. I think Mandy Patinkin just said things. Probably.
1: But I like would that. I'd be
0: surprised. That is, that is how I would like to deal with people cutting me in line for the rest mm-hmm. of my life.
1: I just glare at them and hope they notice me.
0: And that's the thing. I usually do. But honestly, maybe maybe more direct is the answer. Maybe we should take the Rube Sofer method of life and just ask people if they're assholes. I like it. I'm in. Then we go back to the speed dating real quick, where um, we just have a montage of the speed dating happening really fast. And um, I wrote that I am not at all surprised that every douchebag there's name starts with a J because that's life. I said the same thing. <laughs> name starts with a J, red flag. Except Jamie, we love we love Jamie. I mean, Jamie is a different breed of human, though. Yes. But yeah, he's the, he's the only one. I literally can't think of... Oh, sorry. And my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law's name is Joffer. That also okay, starts with the My
1: brother's name is Justin and her brother-in-law's name is Jeremy. They're fine too. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you guys are great. You guys are great. Um, it, it There are people. It's just a short list.
1: Very short list.
0: I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss anyone else important. Probably not. I'm sure I did, but like, those are the four that are super not. You guys all get to stay. Yeah, we're fine. We're happy people. Yeah. Oh, my brother-in-law by like my brother's fiance's brother. So my brother-in-law that way. His name's Jack. Actually, he's kind of a red.
1: His name is Jackson. Jack is Jack is kind
0: of a red flag. I also sometimes forget that his name is Jack because he's saved in my phone as Napoleon Dynamite's brother. He he, drew a, he grew a pedo stash and he looks like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. No. He's also like 17. <laughs> I was like, Jack, those are uh, all so many red flags. God bless. <laughs> <sighs> You're not on That's the a-
1: list. Sorry. You didn't make it. Cut. Okay, He would not ever listen to this podcast. No.
0: But thanks anyway, Jack. No, thanks, Jack. <laughs> um, oh and then we go back to the office where I realized that even though I hate efficiency man there's one thing in this episode that I hate more than efficiency man and that is the microwave line in their office get a second microwave
1: like we only have one microwave but we have like eight people that work I was going to say
0: office. my my school has maybe 25 teachers and we have two microwaves and there's 12 of us that have lunch at the same time and we still have um, two microwaves.
1: I don't think any of us take lunch at the same time and only like three people eat in the office.
0: Well, I mean, but I mean like in our, in our teacher's home, there's (laughs) never more than eight people in there and we still have two microwaves. Yeah. I uh, can't. No,
1: one microwave for every 10 people. That's my new role.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, oh, then Mason got smacked because he was checking a girl out because we got another stupid scene of Mason on a bike and he just was looking, checking a girl out and she smacked him in the face. And I was Great. like, did something happen? Did something bring this about or we just got this? I was like, no, he was happen? just, he was just riding his bike and Googling her. And so then yeah. he, Yeah. But he's again, so you know, nice. we, we just had to not forget that Mason was still on his bike. Track. Right, right. Um, then we go back to the airport where Roxy's security guard just is the bee's knees. He, I loved him. He, yeah, he's so chill. He's very patient. He is. And I forgot what he said that I just was like, oh, I adore you. Everything. Everything he said.
1: I really thought he was gonna die and I'm really glad he didn't.
0: Me too. Oh. And then we go back to the post office. And Rube finally gets to the front of the line. I literally finished I finished the episode yesterday. I go, oh Courtney's gonna be so happy. Not happy because happy, but happy because answers. So we get to the front of the line, That's and strange. Rubes' package that he had to pick up was something that had been in dead mail and was being finally returned to sender. We and to know how inefficient is this post office? Right, and um, it is addressed to a Rose Stoffer, which that is a typo because Rubes' last name is not Stoffer; it is Sofer with no T. Mm. Um. And he, we finally see a chink in Rube's armor. He breaks and he's like, no, this can't, this can't be, this can't be real. And the post office is like, guy is just doing his job. And he's like, on behalf of the U.S. post office, blah, blah, blah. We're sorry for inconveniences. This it's may have caused your family. And um, at all. Rube said, you have no idea. Which is also relevant to my life because um, this week we did a like um, like a Kahoot like an online game of like headlines of the last week and there was a letter that was returned that was finally delivered to a family from a soldier and it got to their house 76 years after he sent it this week a letter got sent to a family 76 years later how? How does this happen? The United States Postal System. Why? Oh, gosh. oh my gosh. Mm. i talking about inefficient. Right. So now we're all sad because Rube is all sad. And then we just get sadder because we go back to speed dating and we meet James, who is quite literally perfect. Oh, he is, he is precious and he says something that breaks my heart. He's like, I never get a date at speed dating because everybody else likes to talk and I like to listen. And who, <sighs> remem- and who remembers the guy that just listens? And I was like, I'm going to cry. Just <laughs> It was so sad. <sighs> ah, I remember. I remember the guy who just listened no me too me too oh james you're on our good list you're the Ah. only j name at that speed dating that i will ever love oh god bless him so then in order to stop us from all just completely melting we go back to the airport where the french girl decides to climb up into the fucking baggage claim and dies and i'm not even mad about it right it's her own fault who the fuck would do that why why are you doing that there's only been one time her bag it'll be there it's gonna be there in a minute do you know the only time in my entire life i have ever ever been curious about what goes on up there Please enlighten me. After I watched Toy Story 2. Fair. <laughs> That's, That's it. Only time in my life I've wanted to climb in a baggage climb.
1: I mean, I've always been curious, and I think it would be cool to do it if there's no bags going. I would like to see what would happen. But uh, I'm not going to act on it.
0: No, no. Um, my friend, Dal, used to work. Or maybe he still does work. I don't know. He used to work doing bag of stuff at airports. So I'm sure it's cool. And he's told me it's cool. But the only time <laughs> I've ever actually been like, interesting. I would like to be to see the inside of these things. Was after watching Toy Story 2. That's it. That's the only time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even then, I didn't climb into one. Right. Right. Because you are a normal human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we go back to happy time where um, Efficiency Man is teaching Dolores about time cards. And um, if they were to implement time cards, Millie would absolutely be fired in 27 seconds.
1: Oh, my gosh. So quickly. Because she's always late. She's always gone way too long for lunch. She sometimes takes another time where she just leaves and then comes back.
0: Whew. And you know she doesn't stay all day. Oh, fuck no. So Then we go back to the last household where um, Reggie is in her band uniform and um, she is absolutely not having it, but she looks fucking adorable. adorable. Absolutely. That's exactly what I wrote down. Then we return to Mason, who is so out of shape, it is pathetic. And I, again love him did not need this scene no
1: but i also i too would be that out of shape if i was trying to ride a bike for seven hours however long it seemed he was on there right
0: and then we get to mm, probably the fourth time i just broke down in tears watching this episode oh because oh, daisy was on the roof talking to James who claims he did not jump off the roof he slipped not 100% sure I believe that me either but she's talking to his ghost at first I
1: thought she was going to save him and break all the rules I was like Daisy you can't break all the rules but I really don't want him to die either
0: I know I knew that that's what they were setting it up to look like which is why I knew that it wasn't what it was But, um, Daisy is an absolute angel. He's like, James is like, nobody wrote down my name. And she's like, I did. And it was, but then oh, this was the part that got me. This is the part that got me. And the part that I realized like that when I took that, uh, personality test, when I took that personality test at the beginning, my top three were Betty, Rube and Daisy and mm-hmm. then I, we didn't talk about it because we didn't know Daisy yet at that point. I mean, I did, but I didn't talk about it because I didn't want to spoil it Cause you didn't even know, buddy was going to die yet at that point. Right. The moment that I realized that Daisy and I are the same person was a long time ago, but in this, <laughs> she said, he, James says that he shouldn't have ever done the speed dating because whoever thought of knowing someone in two minutes. And she said, Yeah it takes less time than that
1: (sighs) yeah she's not wrong
0: I I am not holding it together very well at this moment no I'm also not doing very well
1: (sighs) this like this season has done a lot better it making you emotional whether it be happy or sad yeah it like even though it's kind of a mess because there is so many unnecessary scenes there's also so many more like
0: intense scenes Mm -hmm. so then I continued to be a mess because we get to band practice and Joy and Reggie are talking and Reggie finally tells her mom anything. Right. But she said that she didn't want to wear glasses anymore because the kids were all calling her Harriet Potter. And I, I got so emotional during this, not just because it was emotional. It was the first time Reggie was actually talking to her mom, but because I've been having, we've been having a dilemma at school this week. About a fifth grader who's been being bullied since apparently October and has never ever told me what's going on.
1: That's so sad. And
0: I keep trying to tell the kids, I can't help you if you don't tell me. Right, right. And so, like when she was telling her that, I literally my note just says, Oh, it's like my kids with like a crying emoji. Cause I was like, I
1: that would be so hard. It's the worst. i can't work with kids too many emotions
0: so many emotions Not have time for emotions that many of them why do you think i'm always tired
1: yeah yeah
0: and then reggie almost gets hit by a car <sighs> and joy screams and i wrote damn joy i get it but like
1: i know i was like oh. i see that reggie's a little upset but like to be fair I don't blame <laughs> her. She did lose one daughter to a very uh wild circumstance, and now it her other daughter almost got run over by a car. Like I too would probably have yelled, and I wouldn't have
0: apologized. Yeah. So <laughs> she was uh better than me in that scene. Um, and then because somehow after watching him ride his bike for the whole episode with absolutely no context, they decide. It's not bad. And it's bad enough that you're already crying over Daisy and Rube. Let's just give you some shit to deal with about Mason too, because Mason finally finds Herm and Herm's talking to him and Herm's talking to him like he's the old Mason. And he's like talking about money and drugs and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, Mason, what are you doing? And Mason says, I'm taking a breather. And then he was like, from what? From being me. I'm telling you mm. Dear Stephen Gotcha and Bridget Oh god Bridget Carpenter um, This dialogue can go Fucking somewhere Because you're not supposed to hurt me This much This no. many times in one episode Absolutely not It no. was too much for my heart to take but then in true dead like me fashion we cannot linger on the sad we immediately have to go to ted being fired because he is drunk and puking
1: <laughs> it was like everything makes way more sense now yeah
0: sorry are you okay no i am okay you know how my um, microphone is super sensitive, and it picks things up in my headphones that don't actually end up in the recording. Uh-huh. There's a very loud truck going by, and it was oh. confusing. You looked scared. It it sounded like it was like it gonna hit my house. Well, I'm glad it didn't. It it didn't. No, we're good. Um, also, in this scene when Ted vomits is the prettiest George has looked in the entire series. I don't know yeah. that. I don't know what it was, but something about this, uh, this episode. I was like, wow. Okay.
1: Maybe this is when their uh, wardrobe budget picked up.
0: <laughs> I don't know. But then we go to the diner. And we see the note that was inside the envelope. And it said, too, Rosie, for you and your mother. And it was full of cash. And so we find out that Rube died before his wife and daughter. He sent them money that never got to him. And as much as he talks shit about people moving on, he's fully never moved on from them.
1: (sighs) I know. I feel like something bad happened to them because they didn't get the cash.
0: And that makes me sad. But now put this together with the scene from the second episode of the first season with the candlelight dinner.
1: It was his wife's daughter. Maybe an it probably an anniversary.
0: And then the scene with the little girl at the clown birthday.
1: He doesn't have a daughter anymore.
0: And then for good measure, George reaps the asshole in the car. Because wrap it all up, tie it up in a bow. And um, now I don't have a soul anymore. It is crushed into a million tiny little pieces. Yeah, happens, happens. But um, who would you like to punch? Because <sighs> there are a plethora of options this episode.
1: I wanted to punch Reggie. Um. I know she finally opened up at the end, but throughout, I just just wanted to punch her in the face she was so rude about her band uniform that they worked so hard to get she was so rude about the house and like her mom's just trying her best and i mean she was kind of a jerk this episode too but overall reggie just she's gotta lay off at some point
0: i would like to line up all of the peripheral characters um and just like knock them down like dominoes, like asshole in the car guy, French chick, everyone at the speed dating scene, Herman, all the dudes on bikes at the beginning, like just, just knock them all out. Like we had efficiency guy. Oh yes. Efficiency guy. He gets to be the front of the line of dominoes. So he's the one I actually punch. And then he efficiently knocks them all over. Yes. Yes. That is accurate. And, um, do you have an MVP for this episode? I do. It's Daisy. Oh, really? I thought you were going to pick Rube.
1: I love Rube, but Daisy. I know. She said everything I was thinking, and then she just, she really help this guy move on and gave him someone to care for him and it was so sad so i picked daisy yeah
0: what about you i don't know because i don't want to pick the same one but i was kind of picked (laughs) daisy But really, it's only down to Daisy or Rube. Everyone else sucks yeah. in this episode. Everyone else sucks, yeah. I mean, really, I think everyone else sucks most of the time. Yeah. Nope, nope. I know who I'm going to pick so that I don't pick Daisy. Because even though, really, it's Daisy. And Rube was great this episode. But, like, we still are missing that piece of We're not actually there, no. getting an answer. I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick airport security man William Garrett. Yep. I wish I could remember. I wish I could remember what he said that I just really liked so much. (sighs) Me too. Maybe maybe it'll be on the IMDb quotes because sometimes they do actually like put the quotes that I'm looking for on the quote page. Not always. Usually I'm like, oh, that thing that was beautiful. Everyone will want to know what it was and (laughs) stuff. Yeah. Um, no, no, although these are, uh, fantastic quotes. Tell me more. We've got the, um, uh, I have a question for you. Is everyone in this line an asshole? Excuse Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Is everyone you just got in front of an asshole? Uh, no. So it's just you then. I have children in the car, and this was the. I have a cake in the oven. He's got three meetings left on the minutes left on the meter. She's got a lunch meeting. Well, y'all have a fine out of time. Don't get in the back of the line, and don't use your children like that. It's shameful. <laughs> I did love that. And then we have Joy. Where are my effing keys, Reggie? They're in your effing purse, Joy. Reggie, don't say effing. <laughs> I know. Um, uh. And then we have Ed Barfin efficiency man may i ask you a question george that is a question would you like to ask me another one (laughs) (laughs) so unfortunately not
1: the uh the one you're looking the
0: sweet thing that airport man said but funny nonetheless i find that people like to quote the things that are funny and i like to quote the things that are beautiful yes yes
1: i like both i just like to quote things (laughs) just in general, <laughs> if you follow the Instagram, you'll notice I like to quote things.
0: <laughs> Perfect, it's a passion of mine. So, um, yeah, that was the next episode. I was hurry, and um, I didn't have no trivia. No, the well, the only trivia was the stuff about the Andrew sisters. Oh, okay. I- I just mixed it in this time because it was relevant to things that I had already, because I wrote down all my notes. And then I looked at the trivia and realized that all the things that I were trivia, Mm -hmm. I had made notes about. So I just, I do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, there was a few continuity errors, but I don't believe in giving credit to continuity errors that are like in this scene, Daisy's straw was facing right. And then when the camera flashed back, it was facing left. I'm like, yes, because no one has ever changed the direction of the straw when no <laughs> one is looking at them. Right. Fair. So, well, that is our uh, episode. Um. Go Bills tonight that you are watching this episode is the uh, next like, game. They don't play today. No, no, no. This episode <laughs> yeah, this episode comes out on Sunday and on yes. Sunday night, right. the Bills will be rematching the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, as- that's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. It's such a big one that we got the Sunday night primetime slot. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. And so I'm very excited, except for that. I'll be at work. I will maybe be intoxicated because I have brunch that day. I will maybe be intoxicated, but I'll be at work. Just kidding. I won't be intoxicated. I'll just, <laughs> just be at work. But
1: um, in, in your heart, you'll be
0: intoxicated. Yeah. I mean, technically, I work completely alone that day. I'm sitting by myself in the, in the theater. With no one who would ever know except for everyone who watches this broadcast. So I will not. Yes, yes fair. I'm for the five people who watch this, and really for the one person who watches it on the day that it actually comes out. Thank you. Thanks, Aunt Carolyn. <laughs> it is. It's, it's Aunt Carolyn. Thanks. <laughs> She's my sister, always my right on sister, time. Yeah. Brie usually watches it within the week that it comes out, but probably not the day that it comes out. So thanks Bree. I love you. Yeah, thanks Bree. Um Thank you. And uh yeah, but you can also follow us on uh you can watch well, you can watch us on YouTube and listen on all all of the uh, all all of the um listening platforms. It's probably probably not like Stitcher. I don't think. I think like things like know. Well, but I, I, think mean, things, I think, I think things like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think things like that have to do with the network that you like are attached to, but like Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, CastBox, any of those weird off-brand Android cast media player things we're there. That um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at E. Nope just a death and aliens cute. just a death and aliens yeah that's the one i'm trying to be more active on I, keep the t- media. I keep telling myself i'm going to be more active on the social media and then this things like this week happened so i'm not um I've, but
1: so far i've posted
0: three days in a row i am killing it um i shit post um astrology memes to my story that's the most active you're ever going to see me oh I don't even post
1: <laughs> I just share things to my story that someone else has posted about me
0: yeah no. how I share my personal page usually yeah um but yeah so you can do follow the podcast at death and aliens you can follow me at emkay underscore superstar and you can follow me at c e cloud 13 and we will see you on Wednesday. Bye. <laughs>